some of the most trying things are done at the altar. There is something which makes the supplicant do what is not told in the Torah. Some things are outright useless or even demonic. This is Elder Yochanan, episode 553. How to minister at the altar. How to minister at the altar. Now, this is something which most people, I guess they don't, they don't try to know it, but they, you know, they do know some of it, but they don't want to know the absolute truth of it. You see, the altar is the place where God meets the individual. See, so you can forget about the about the uh, church, about the temple, all that. God meets a person at the altar because at the altar you're giving something. You are coming to God. And that is the reason why it is so special. It's so special. Even some Christians have altars. Jews have them, or Christians have one, and even a, well, what, 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 okay, I have to say, even a Muslim has some. It is special when you have. And also because the altar brings God to the man. And it takes a man and brings him to God. Now, when you are ministering at an altar, when you're ministering to one, you have really touched you really touch God, the person who's there. And you have made him. You have made him a reality. Not just something you think about or you talk about, but a reality. The altar does it. The altar makes God a reality. Because the altar is the place, once or another, the place where God meets a man. Now, in Nigeria, there are altars to God. I mean, altars to God. People, people say, well, they have different gods. No, they don't. No, they don't. There's only one God in Nigeria and he is above everything he is so much that people people will pray to him they will pray to him 
they'll give gifts to him. But in giving him a gift, in giving him a gift, the gift is something of themselves. It's not outside. You cannot give God, you can't give him a bloody gift. What I mean by blood, you cannot give him something that you've killed. Why? Because God owns everything. He owns everything. So when you give God something, that thing must be something which is, well, I should say, is full of faith, something that you own, and it should be something which God should signify. Now, by that, God can signify a lot of things. But a gift on an altar is the greatest thing you can do. Now, you cannot give a bloody gift. Why? Because the blood of a creature God already owns. So you can't give it to him. You can't give it to him. Only in special rare cases. Only in special rare cases can you give the blood of a creature to God. You can take something alive and make it God's. Yeah, you can take something alive. You know, like if you had a goat. Well, God, this is your goat, and that's that. But when you kill it, you are taking its life away from it. And so you must you must give it to God for reparation for well for something you've done. Such as, you know, if you if you killed somebody, you did someone wrong, you would kill the creature. But outside that, there is no bloody sacrifices in Nigeria. Now that is, now that is a thousand, thousand, thousands of miles away from Israel. That's thousands of miles away. But they hold the same truth. They hold the same truth. And in, 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 in Nigeria, there are Israel. There are people of Israel. Or as they say, there are Jews, Nevarim, or Yehudim, in Israel, in Nigeria. And it holds to this day. They hold to that belief and action to this day. Now, certain people 
certain people would look at that and say, oh, well, how they have that? how they get that? You know, it must be because of colonialism. What? No, it's not because of colonialism. It's not colonialism. There were Jews in Nigeria way before the colonizers came. Yeah, there were Jews there. We are finding out that the word Jew means a certain amount of people. And it does not mean a certain race or a certain type of person. Jew means that a person has given himself to God. And the word Jew comes from Yehudim, which means praising of God. Now, when you praise God, you are of his people. Don't let anybody praise God. Don't let everybody just say that I'm going to praise God. No, they don't. They don't. Why? Because they don't like him. They don't like him. It takes the people of God to praise God correctly. Praise God correctly. And the Yehudim are the people that do it. Now, there are black Jews. There are Oriental Jews. There are Indian Jews. There are Iranian Jews. Moroccan Jews. Uh, well, North American Indian Jews. There's even Jews. There's even Jews from places where you do not even pay attention to. Why? Because this this Jewish thing is all over the earth. And there are some people who refuse to believe that. They refuse to believe that. Oh, yeah, well, sure. I know the white Jew with the beard and all that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know him. But that ain't the only one. That is not the only one. He is not even a central one. Yehudim are all over the earth. All over the earth. And don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. Now, when you minister... At the altar, a person would look, he should look at the Torah, which is what? Our instruction. The Torah to tell him what to do. Yeah. And the Torah tells him that the altar should be of stone with no tool ever touching it or of earth. Now, those are two, those are the, the most basic forms of the altar we know of. They are the most basic. And people say, well, well, in the temple they had gold and this and the other two. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, 
sorry to tell you, but the temple was not commanded by God. Oh, I said it. I said something wrong. The temple was not commanded by God. The temple was made because men wanted what what other nations had. And that is why he allowed it. The temple was not made. It was not something that God wanted, but man wanted it. Will you look it up? Look it up. Look it up. Because, because the worship of the Yehudim was supposed to be at an altar of earth or an altar of stone, unblemished, undressed stone. You don't find out about all these, this gold on wood and all that until much, much later. And if you see, if you see what did God do, as soon as all that stuff started going too too far, God destroyed the temple. Now, as Jews now sit and say, oh, the temple, the temple, the temple. Let me tell you, that temple, that temple is put into, how should I say, the background. The true temple, the true temple, or a temple of people. See, first of all, God never, he never meant for his people to meet all together. He never did. No, he never meant, meant for them to all meet together in one big group and do stuff. No, he didn't. He meant for his people to be spread out and all around. Now, I know I sound crazy, don't I? Don't I? I sound absolutely nuts. But God never meant for his people to be all together in a in one space. He never did. He never did. He has always meant for his people to be everywhere, spread out, worshiping him. Okay? Now, you know, you know what the center of Jewish worship is? You want to know? It's not the synagogue. It's not the temple. Where is it? It is the home. The home is the center of Jewish, really the real Jew, worship. Yehudim worship is the home. Yeah, it's a, it is the home. It ain't in no it ain't no building, it ain't nowhere else. That is where you are supposed to be worshiping God. Now that's very peculiar. Very peculiar because in Nigeria that is where the people worship God. In the home. 
Yeah, in the home. So you can see that this whole thing of worshiping and ministering to God is around the family. The family of people God never meant. He did not. He did not. He never meant for all his people to meet together in a place and throw up their arms and that was it. He didn't. Now, with the man who the you know, the priest who was leading it was very peculiar too. It's very peculiar. Because God told told his people that the person who was supposed to be who was supposed to be the leader or prepare the sacrifices for them was supposed to be the firstborn son. He was supposed to be the priest, the Kohen. Now later on, God went and took the tribe of Levi. And that was because of man. But not at first. That wasn't the way. At first, at first, the firstborn son, the firstborn son was the priest of the family. And he is the one who did the sacrifices for the people, for his family. No one else, just him. So you see, you see, God always, God always meant for his thing to be self-centered or centered around a family. Not a nation, not a group of people, not everybody put together. No, no, no. He had meant it to be centered around the family. Now, when they say when they say all Jerusalem is a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests. Now, when was that said? That was said after after. Come on now, after, after the people started using the nation. He was saying that his people were to be a kingdom of priests. Not the kingdom with, with priests, but a kingdom of priests. In other words, there was supposed to be many priests. Among them, how? Because the priest, the priest was the person, he was the person whom God had picked. But the priest was supposed to be whom? Whom? The head of the family. The head of the family. The oldest son. Firstborn son was supposed to be the priest. All this stuff, all this stuff is new. But nowadays people don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. Why? Because of, well, 
because of rabbiism, because people took a man and made the man more than God. You know, rabbi means master. Yes, it does. It means master. They took away from the Kohen, who taught God's people this, and gave it to, they took away from the Kohen and gave it to the rabbi. So you see, it's been de, it's been degenerating. It has become better. It's become worse. Okay, now I I just I've digressed that far, but this topic is how to minister at the altar. How to minister at the altar now. With ministering at the altar, the ministering means serve, serve the altar, do the altar, do what you're supposed to do. The first thing is what? Offering. Offering. The offerings of the altar are meant to be. Now, now you listen now. They're meant to be. Unbloody nowadays, they're unbloody and concerted. They are meant, they are something which people give but don't destroy. They are to be unbloody and concerted. Now, the unbloody ones that's a that's easy. What about concerted? If you have a concerted form of worship. You are giving, well, you're giving living things. You're not killing it. You're giving it a lie. You're giving it a lie. So, the gifts that people give today would be considered, it is a lie. Those are the gifts which men are to give nowadays something that is living something that is living now if that is true if that is true that means that anything which takes off the semblance of a sacrifice or the destruction of something is wrong is wrong. So when people, when people give, you know, so much money and this, that, and the other, that is a sacrifice to God. Yeah, that is not a sacrifice to God. That's a sacrifice for God, but doesn't go to God. That money is to be used for certain benefits of the church, of the church of the temple. Now, now I will use church because it is known to most people. See, if I said to the synagogue or temple, you wouldn't pay any attention to it because you said, what's he talking about? But when I say church, you know what I mean. Now, 
if you do it, you do it right, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Because God, God takes it and multiplies it. He takes it and multiplies it. And that is how it becomes something really big. Something that all you can use. Now, I'm going to take a little bitty universe of it. I'm going to take just like, well, prayers. Prayers. Just if you had a card or a piece of paper with a prayer on it, now that is something. That is something. You place that on the altar, and that's it. Or else you place it on the altar, and you burn it. And you burn it, and that's it. Because you see, it is it is non-living. You are burning it so that it can go where? To God. So that it can go to God. So that God would know it. God would know it. And then this, you know, prayers you pray with your mouth, that you pray to God for it. And with those prayers, you don't burn them. You just, you just, you know, send it, send it on up to heaven. But those are things that you can use, all right, to minister at the altar. Now, the next thing are certain days, you know, such as the new moon, which we used to give. We used to give you new moon, new moon rest messages every every new moon, which would be well today is a new moon, and with that, the people would just come to the man of God, to the man or woman, and listen to them. Yeah, that's it. That is what. A ministry of the altar. They come to the altar because the altar is where God meets them. And they sit down and ask and ask him questions and or, or he tells them or teaches them different things and then that is it. The person is fulfilled. So the day those days are certain, full of certain ministry to God. And then you got some more days. What are they? What are they? Well, you have the Shabbat, and you have the days that God gives. You know, such as such as the Pesach, the the Sukkot, the Shavuot. All those days. Those days point to certain aspects in our life. And on those days, on those days, you would go to the altar of God 
with your sacrifice to something, with whatever you want to give, meaning that you partake of this worship. You partake of this and you offer it to God. There is nothing which can't be used. You can use everything you have to worship God with it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Now, there are preachers who don't want to even hear that. You know, even there's a certain thing, like a certain day of the month, they'll have, well, like a, well, like a feast or something at their church. You know, a whole bunch of people getting together and throwing in potluck. Well, all together, that is a ministry of the altar. Except it's just one thing. They don't offer it up to God first. They thank God for it, but that's it. That food is not God. It's not given to God. They don't ask God to bless it. They don't ask God to return to to them and to the maker a hundredfold or whatever. They just thank him and eat it. But it is, it is a ministry of the altar. If the altar is there, if it's given that. See, there are ministries of the altar. There are ministries of it. And with the serving, the ministry of the altar, the serving of the altar, what happens? You take a piece of it. And give it to someone else. Yeah, you take a piece of it. There are people who would take, I don't know, which would take an offering of food, an offering of fruit, and pass it out. Thank God for it and pass it out to the people there. That is an offering of, of the ministry of the altar. That is an offering of it. See, you don't keep food on it. You don't keep things that hold it there. No, you don't. Now, with, I have something else. Certain times. Certain times of the year. Such as, oh, well, you know, uh, the New Year Festival, the Spring Festival, the Summer Festival, the Autumnal Festival, and the Winter Festival. These are times when you take certain things and you you basically are getting them. People are giving it to, to you, but... You place it upon the altar and you give it back, you give it to God and ask God to bless it. And then you give it to the people. That is the ministration of the altar. That is how the altar is ministered to. You don't have to don't have to kill anything, don't have to get go go sad anything. 
All you have to do is you take it and you you thank God for it and you give it to him and tell him, you know, to bless it and use it as you would. Now, some people would even get mad at what I said. And I'd, have to, I'd ask them, well, what you be mad for? What are you all, what are you all huffy for? It's because you said something that doesn't go along with their thinking. That doesn't go along with their thinking. If, if they had used the Torah, they would see these things in the Torah. When someone is sick, when someone is sick, now it tells you, it tells you that the Kohen, you ought to go to the Kohen and he is to pronounce, he is to pronounce you sick or well. And if he's sick, he's to lay hands on you. And then you get well. So, what happened? Well, they're going to use a preacher from the church, the elders of the church. And they say, it says in the New Testament, if you ever you were sick, call the elders of the church and let them help But there's one thing that, that they don't re- remember, don't forget. They forget it. That the priest, the Kohen, is the elder. He is the one. He is the, the one, the Kohen. So the elder of the church should be the person, he should be the person which you go to, and he determines whether or not you're sick or well. But people don't want to do that. They want the thing, you know, they use they use stuff about the church and the preacher and all that. You know, forget about that. Forget about that. The elder of the church, the elder, if they want to call it that, or the preacher, the Kohen is the Kohen, who is the Kohen of the people of Israel. And where are they? They are those people. They are those people in that house. Wherever that house is, wherever that house is, they are in that house and of that family. Now, now you have you have the people. Now, they you would have you would have found an altar for that family and offer upon it all that you could think of. You would minister to that altar. You would minister to it, and with that altar, you you would bring prayers, thanksgiving, all of everything. Everything you would put upon that altar. That altar would become what? Something great to the people. Something great in your life or in your house. Could you just think of it? 
for you to have an earthenware altar or stone altar made of undressed stone in your house as a place where God will meet you. That will make every person, it will make you happy. It will make you blessed. In fact, your home will be blessed. Your home would even be blessed if you had, what, an altar in your home. Now, I know some of you can't do that. Some of you can't. Some of you can't. And remember what I told you about? You can make a small altar. Yeah, a small one, just maybe handful, filled size or something. You can just put it up on it. You can put it on a dresser or something like that. And that will be your altar. You don't have to have a great, big, huge one. No, you don't have to. Although it's all right if you do. You don't have to have a great, big one. You don't have to. Now, I will tell you that if y'all started doing that, if you started doing it, that some of those houses would be uniquely blessed, would be uniquely blessed by Almighty God. Blessed be his name. It would be uniquely blessed. It would start different start things would happen because of it. You would be there. But certain things, other things would happen. And all that is is what? It's a condition of the altar being there. That's all. It's just a condition of the altar being there. And those houses, certain people you you wouldn't even you couldn't walk in there with shoes on. You have to take them off. You would. You have to take off your shoes. Why? Because God is there. He's there. You have to take off your shoes, just as Moses took off his shoes when he met. He met before God in the burning bush. You see, God can take a certain portion of land and bless it. He can take a certain portion and place his blessing upon it. Yes, sir. He can take a certain portion of land which people do, don't even can see or don't even understand why, but he might take a, he might take one and make it square or make one a circle. And on that portion of land, God gives his blessing. His blessing. Not yours, but his blessing. His blessing. And on that portion of land, 
nothing bad could take place. Nothing bad will take place because it's God's portion of land. Now, ain't that beautiful? That is so beautiful because God is the one who set it up. Not me, not me, not you, but God set that up. You should try to make a certain part of your home, a certain part of your home should be set aside unto God. Unto God, unto Him and Him alone. Him and Him, him, and him alone. Don't give it to any other spirit. You know, I don't care. No more saints, no you know, no grandma, nobody else. That is God's. That's God's place. That's God's place. And in that place, upon that place, you will find the altar, and only God is worshipped at the altar. All right? And... When you get do it, kindly send me a well you can send me a note. Send me a note. That's Elder Yokani. Yokani. E L D E R Y O C H A N A N at mail M A I L dot com. And that's Elder Yokani. E-L-D-E-R-Y-O-C-H-A-N-A-N at mail, M-A-I-L, dot com. And that'll be good. Be good because I will enjoy it. I will testify on it. And I believe that God will make the person blessed, whoever it is that sent it to me. Yes, that's right. God will bless whoever you are who sends that to me. Bless them now and bless them forevermore. And keep blessing them, no matter what they think. Keep blessing them because they have done something good. This is Elder Yochanan Ben God. Thank you. Bye-bye.